0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Covenant Podcast this week. Um, thanks for tuning in with us wherever you are and however you may be tuning in. It's good to have you here. Um, today we've got um, a good friend of mine. I, I mentioned last week uh, that he was going to be joining us this week. Um, this is a guy we went to college together and seminary together. And um, Anyway, the Reverend, Do- the, you're not a doctor, are you? Nope okay I'm sorry the Reverend six and say you must have got some schooling in that I didn't know about the Reverend Darren Carnamer thanks for joining us
1: yeah well I appreciate the invitation I, I wish that you had a, had a we'd done this earlier because it's you know after Jody Hill and Steve Mosley there's nowhere to go but down from there so
0: <laughs> well and I do have to confess to everybody we did have you set up for earlier but. <laughs> so, um yeah darren called and and, uh said we're doing the podcast and i had totally forgotten about it so this is rescheduling and so we all appreciate your patience and understanding but you've known me long enough to know that that's going to (laughs) happen yeah so it's a pleasure to be with you thank you so why don't you uh um i know all about you but why don't you give our audience a little bit about um who you are and what you do
1: well um I am a, a hospital chaplain. I've been a hospital chaplain for, believe it or not, 16 years now, uh, counting my couple of years of clinical training there at the beginning. But uh, so I'm a husband and a father and have been a pastor.
0: Um, so so tell everybody. Yes, uh, that's about it. Well. T- <laughs> So tell everybody where where do you work at? What the hospital you work at? Um, how long you've been at that hospital? Sort of your responsibilities as a chaplain in the hospital.
1: So um, I'm the chief of chaplain service at the Birmingham VA Medical Center, VA Healthcare System, we're called now. Um, and I've been here since uh, since 2006. Came as a staff chaplain. Um, I uh, have uh, spent. Uh, a lot of time uh, <laughs> over the past uh, few years doing more administrative work, but uh, still spend a fair amount of time with patients. And I see um, a lot of the patients I, I currently work with or are, are outpatients who are uh, coming in for for pastoral counseling or. Recently more doing you know the, the video telehealth system. Um, but that's that's kind of what we do. We have a we're a, a, a pretty complex healthcare system. So we've got um, we do a lot of uh, complicated surgeries and have uh, a lot of different you know subspecialties and so forth in, in, in healthcare. So um, we receive patients from other other hospitals who need higher level care and things like that. So. Uh, it's never it's never boring. There's always a lot of interesting things happening.
0: Right, right. And working at the VA, I know, um, especially in our congregation, we do have a lot of veterans who um, always um, appreciate the VA hospital system for them. And I know that that's something you're passionate about is helping you know those people who um, um, who are in difficult situations. Because I, I know one of the things you talk to me about, especially with the veterans, is it's it's not always. Um, uh, you know, physical ailments, it's, there's a lot of mental and emotional that you deal with. And spiritual,
1: right, yeah. Yeah, so um, in addition to, to providing, you know, the health care that any hospital provides, we also have uh, a lot of mental health care. And uh, I, I work specifically with a lot of patients who have post-traumatic stress disorder and, and moral injuries um, that often accompany The ptsd
0: well we all appreciate that um tell me so everybody knows we're in the middle of a pandemic and um i know that people that work in the hospitals in the clinics of um we've all had to sort of adapt our lives um yeah because of it but i'm sure you guys probably more than any um have had to adapt how because taking care of patients is what you do and so what have been some of the struggles that you've seen um in the medical field in the hospital world um as it pertains to doing your ministry because that's what it is in the middle of a pandemic
1: yeah so uh i think one of the biggest adjustments that that you know we've all made is is the distance and and you know learning to um just do whatever we do in a, in a different way, um, using technology to do things remotely, and, and that's true a lot of times in the hospital setting too. I mentioned the, you know, the telehealth, but um, you know, we, in order to minimize the the risk to uh, our chaplain staff, we uh, we try not to um, to have to be at the bedside uh, when someone uh, has COVID. Uh, so we we can be there you know we've, we've got all of the right protective equipment to do that safely but um but we want to be good stewards of that and, and and not create any additional exposure that we don't have to so we're uh doing a lot of um, work with patients and through video telehealth or just the telephone our uh in our intensive care units the uh the, the wall that faces the uh Nurses' station is glass, so it's it's pretty convenient to have a conversation with uh, with the patient through the glass over the telephone too. Yeah. So that you know and, and in addition to that, I think the one of the big challenges that uh, is not being able to reach out and touch people the way mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm a you, you know me uh, Duane well enough to know that I'm I'm a uh, I'm a hugger. I, I like to hug people. I like to yeah. to, uh, to be able to put my hand on someone's shoulder when they're having a hard time. And, and so having to keep that distance is, is difficult.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're spending a lot of time uh, supporting the staff too. So I, and those are some of the big ways that things have changed in in my setting.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the difficult things that I hear a lot just with our church in general, because I think, you know, most most churches are huggers. You know, they, yeah. they and and not having that connection, and um, because we are people that um, we believe we're created to be communal people, the, and and that's making us more isolated. So I can imagine in a hospital setting, especially when you have families, uh, and not just patients, but families that are surrounding their loved one, and um, being there with them's um, difficult too.
1: Sure, and, and you, you know, we've had a, a lot less uh, family visitation now because we've had to, in order to try to mitigate the risk of spreading. We've, we've really reduced visitation, but we're starting to open that back up some, uh, some now, but, but we've had you know, fewer family members than, than normal.
0: So let me ask you this and and, and this is because um, a hospital chaplain is something and you you know this and a, and a lot of people do is is when we were in seminary um, we had to do an internship as a as a as a chaplain basically work with a chaplain for a semester and it it kind of wigged me out a little bit and it <laughs> kind of made, and it kind of made you find find your calling basically if i'm correct yeah, and yeah. is is doing that so Day in day out, you're dealing with people who are sick, who are who are dying. Um, what is the most rewarding thing about doing what you do?
1: That's a good question. I think um, probably being able to be present with people is a sacred experience. Um, in in times of, of crisis and loss and and grief, but in addition to to that, um, that what what really drew me uh, into into chaplaincy was was the counseling. That's always been um, a, a fulfilling thing for me. Um, and uh, you know, when we we were in seminary. We we both thought we were headed into into parish ministry, um, and and that experience of, of that clinical practicum. Uh, like you say to kind of uh, expose different paths that we had, um, callings that we had Mm -hmm. Uh, but being um, being able to walk with someone uh, as they uh, are recovering uh, from emotional trauma is, is probably the thing that I find most rewarding uh, when, when a patient you know they, they say that uh, when we tell our stories um, and and especially things that, that create a sense of shame within us mm-hmm. um, telling those stories in a safe place uh, is extremely healing and uh, so getting to know a patient over you know the course of several counseling sessions and earning their trust and and having them kind of entrust that story to you and and seeing the sense of relief that um, that they find in that and and trying to help them uh, maintain a sense of peace after that Mm -hmm. that's that's really that that's kind of it's kind of like when you're playing golf and and you're having a bad round and you hit that one shot that um, that keeps you coming back. That's mm-hmm. the sort of experience that um, that sort of gets me hooked on uh, yeah on
0: chaplaincy. yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things that that you have a unique perspective of um, that you and I have really talked about a lot is um, you are one of. The few people that I know, and I know others have done it, but you have been basically a full-time pastor and a full-time hospital chaplain at the same time, and your <laughs> marriage survived it. So that was a mur- miraculous in itself.
1: <laughs> well, that's a, that's a definitely a, a testament to, uh, to my wife's, uh, patience and, and love,
0: <laughs> no doubt. Right. So, so, so just briefly, um, so what, what's the biggest difference in similarities that you've found um, from being a hospital chaplain and being a, a pastor of a congregation?
1: Um, well, I think the similarity is, um, you know, people are people. And um, people need to be loved. And that doesn't change uh, based on the you know, the setting that they're in. Uh, you know the ways we relate to people may change slightly from time to time, but that's a, that's certainly a, a, a common thread uh, in in ministry and in, in every setting. Uh, being, as we say, the, the hands and feet of Christ, yeah, or right. doing our best to be. Um, you know the uh, probably one of the the, uh, the biggest differences, other than you know the. The basic daily tasks are obviously a little different, but um, the, you know, in the in the parish setting, um, there's a certain amount of um, maybe word is uh, respect. doesn't seem like the right word, but but there's an ascribed authority. Uh, you know, when when the pastor is there, there's, you know, people tend to, to listen to what you say and, and, uh, and take it in and at least consider it. And in the, the hospital setting, that may or may not be true, uh, because you've got people from very different backgrounds, and, and they may or may not be a religious person at all. Uh, and we're, in the, the hospital setting, we're approaching people from a... a in a conversation about spiritual health, which for me and for you, and maybe most of the people who listen to you, the, uh, that that really is informed by our religious beliefs and traditions and experiences. But, you know, in in a, a hospital setting, that may or may not be true. In places like Birmingham, Alabama, it probably is more true than not. But even... When it is true, uh, their religious tradition may be very different than mine. So um, my my role then is to to help help them um, be as spiritually healthy as they can be, uh, drawing on their religious traditions or if they're not a religious person, uh, on their philosophies and values and, yeah. and things like that. Um, so that, that kind of ascribed authority, uh, that a pastor has in a, in a church setting is not,
0: not always there. Yeah. One of the things that I think would be difficult for me is that, uh, uh, one of the things I love about being a pastor is forming a relationship with the people. And, um, it, it's, it's almost like it would seem like in, in the hospital chaplainly, chap chaplaincy, it's, it's like you form single serving relationships, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I get, uh, there's, there's people in the covenant church that I've formed a relationship with for three and a half years. And, um, you might have what a few days a week, maybe a month, with some people and then you might not ever see them again.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So that is, uh, that is true a portion of the time. I think that in the VA um, it's probably a little different because, you know, we have uh, patients that, that the patients who get their care there, uh, especially if they've got you know a chronic illness or, or in uh, mental health treatment, we tend to see the same people. Uh, again, but, um, but, uh, you know, a fair number of people, that's true. You, you have a, a relationship for a, a few days and, and then, you know, they're, they're gone. But occasionally, you know, if you've had a, if you, if you really connected with someone and been with them during a hard time, like, uh, as their loved one was going through their end of life process and, and you've shared that journey with them and walked with them, um, sometimes they show back up. You know, I've, I've had the experience of a handful of times of someone coming back to the office door and um, they look familiar and I can't remember their name. I I know I've met them, but I don't know where I know them from exactly. Uh, And then as, as they began to talk, I, I remember that it was some months ago that their loved one had uh, passed away and i in our palliative care unit. So there. In addition to that, there are you know the staff the staff members, mm-hmm. um, are probably the, the closest thing to, uh, to a congregation, mm-hmm. that you have. You you build those long term relationships with, uh, with the staff and, you know, after a particular difficult experience that, uh, that they've gone through, or or sometimes you know you find out the, staff members. Uh, had a, a death in their family or, or something tragic has happened. And, um, so we extend care to them too. Then.
0: So you're, you're not just the chaplain to the patients in the hospital, but the people that work there as well.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I had a, a, clinical supervisor when I was uh, in residency who, who, um, I'm probably going to mess up the quote, but it would was something to the effect of, um, your your job is to see the patients and take care of them, but the staff, um, the staff members are are your your congregation. So, I think there's some truth to that.
0: Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this, and I want this this final thought to, because I think you've hit on something that is is really important is you're you're the chaplain uh the spiritual leader for for patients in the hospital going through difficult time and for the staff that are around you what do you do and and i i think a lot of people would 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 be interested in this question i know i would what do you do to pastor yourself um to Mm have how does how does darren kinnamer the chaplain the chief chaplain at the va hospital um who how does he receive his chaplaincy his spiritual direction and guidance
1: well i have friends like you that i i talked to um
0: that my, is exactly my, the answer <laughs> i was waiting okay thanks for checking <laughs> <laughs> go ahead i'm sorry um yeah
1: that, well that you that i think that can't be underestimated the value of, of having having people that you can uh, you can call you know, anytime day or night and bear your soul to, um, that, that's, that's huge. But, you know, um, uh, spending time with my family, my, uh, my wife and I have, uh, have two kids and that's, that's an incredibly healing, um, uh, experience spending time with them. And, and I, you know, I, I try to try to take care of my body. It's, more difficult now that the you know with with the pandemic the access to the gyms are not what what they were Um, but I also like you know strange as it may sound I I like doing yard work uh, getting outside getting my hands in the in the dirt doing things like that so yeah but you know it's essential um, for everybody all the time really uh, to be mindful of those things and take care of yourself. And I think th- those of us who are, um, by nature, helpers uh, and and wind up in in professions like ministry or various other kinds of vocations, it's uh, it's easy to focus so much on others that you. Uh, That you don't take care of yourself. Sure. And and when we do that, we we can't do a very good job taking care of other people
0: either. Yes, and and I think that goes you know beyond ministries and ministers and chaplains. It's anybody that does service that 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 helps others. Absolutely. And and we all give our time. There there has to be there has to be that time to where we can all say um, sometimes no, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's a challenge because there's, you know, you never run out of things to do. There's, there's always something else that really needs your attention, um, someone who, who who needs you. But it's it's important to to take that time to to recharge your soul.
0: Right, right. And I think that's a lesson for everybody, regardless of what yeah. you do. You, you, Absolutely. Uh, um, Jesus said that that uh, we weren't. Um, made for the sabbath but the sabbath for us and there's a reason it was made for us so yeah um well all of us all of us here uh, appreciate your commitment um to a serving our veterans serving our sick um i know especially during the pandemic this difficult time um still hanging in there and and showing up and the spiritual guidance and the emotional guidance and um we appreciate you doing it So thank you for coming and sharing some stories with us.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for the invitation and I uh, appreciate the work that you're doing out there in Oklahoma and uh, hope that that you and everyone else stays safe.
0: Well, we will. And um, I just wanted uh, to do this to get everybody to know you. And i tell you what, what we're going to have to do next time is we'll have to have you back on. And um, now that everybody kind of knows you and your background and, We'll have to tackle a theological subject and, and debate it a little bit. Um, okay. Just, just some because that's something that uh, people that don't know you and I's relationship. That's usually what it involves when we get together. Um, <laughs> it, it usually involves. No doubt. And 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 here's the thing that I tell people, and you know this is, um, we don't have to agree, and right. uh, um, and because you and I rarely do when we get down to it. <laughs> But we can. Yeah, s-
1: I've, I've I've enjoyed several sermons you you uh, I've listened to that you preached recently about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> really, really good thoughts.
0: Well, I, I just think it's important, especially now than ever, and I know you do too, because you feel the same way. Is um, one of the problems we have is is that we can't say, you know, what I I see things different than you, and you see things different than me, but I still I still love you, and let's 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 get on with it, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, but we'll we'll definitely plan one of those. That would be fun for people to attend in to, and it'd be fun for us because uh, we definitely know we could have that discussion and walk away at the end of the day and, and have a different opinion, and it's okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And and if if any of your your folks out there you know want to hear stories about your college days, I'd be glad to share those too.
0: Okay, and so that wraps it up right there. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> No, man. Hey, thanks for coming on. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. All right. Love you, dude. Love you, too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was uh, Darren Kinnamer, uh, hospital chaplain. Give us a little insight of what it's like being a hospital chaplain and his ministry. And so um, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, remind everybody, worship this Sunday. We will be at 845 and um 10:45 hope to see everybody there you can follow us on facebook or check us out at um covenantchurchofada.com have a good week